Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, this is Kendra Von Esch. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power, and pretty much do whatever I want because it is all about me, right? Until God found me, flipped my whole reality upside down, and from within, he transformed me. And I just want this for everybody. So I left my executive career to help others deepen their relationship with God and the faith for true acceptance, love that is out of this world, peace that is complete, and joy that is contagious. Here is my reflection for today. Persecution. I don't know about you but I know exactly what it's like to be on the other side of someone who's in love with Jesus, who is in love with the sacramental graces and the Catholic Church and all of its teachings. I was, quite frankly, the opposite. I lived my life exactly the way the world told me I should. I believed in every teaching the opposite of the Catholic faith. And when I kind of walked back into the church, I didn't really go to change. I went because it was in a diet book. (laughs) But then I went to confession, and that sacrament of reconciliation changed my life. While I was being absolved of my sins, I floated out of my body. I saw me like you hear on those near-death stories. I saw the back of my head and my shoulders shrugging up and down because I was crying. And then when I came back into my body, I felt this warm, hot waterfall of peace just flow from the top of my head down to the bottom of my feet. I almost call it like ecstasy. I've had a lot of drugs, people, and I could have taken them all at the same time and never felt like that. And then it was like somebody plugged me into the wall and I had all this electricity coming up from my toes and it went all the way up to the top of my head and I was vibrating. I was on, like I was electrified somehow and I floated out of that church I sat in my front seat and I cried for like 10 minutes. I kept saying in my head, what in the world was that? What the heck was that? And I could tell you I was saying some F-bombs at that time because I was a swearing truck driver. That was effing nuts. That's what I was basically saying. That was not of this world. I don't know what that was, but that was freaking awesome. Awesome. You know, and that was when the Holy Spirit lit me on fire from within to find out what is with this Catholic faith. Because that is nothing. 
like the times that I've asked God for forgiveness in my bedroom. I get nothing out of that, right? It was amazingly powerful for me. And it was my second week going back to church. And guess what? It was Divine Mercy Sunday. So I was a direct recipient of God's mercy on a day where he offers it in spades. It's like a special, special day. You'll have to look that up. And I had no idea what it was. (laughs) I had no idea what Divine Mercy Sunday was and what was going to come afterwards. Because I'm telling you, I did not want to change my life. That's why I was looking up all this stuff on the church, the Eucharistic miracles, the early church fathers, what are these sacraments, you know, and all of the, you know, conversions through confession and just, is that really the Jesus and the Eucharistic miracles that, that are out there documented for you to look at? I mean, there's proof. God wasn't stupid. I got to give you something to hold on to. It's not total, total mystery and faith. So I kept then thinking, okay, well, if I'm going to be Catholic, I better believe in all the teachings, which I don't have sex before marriage. You want to test out those waters? Masturbate. It's a good stress reliever. Watch porn. Why not? Watch porn before you have sex before marriage. It might spice it up, right? I mean, like all these things. Um, Oh, by the way, I was even bad enough to sleep outside of my marriage. That's why my first marriage isn't around. I mean, at the end of the day, I made horrific moral decisions. And then to realize the teachings, I was on birth control. I mean, everything that the, t- that the church taught, I was like, that's just ridiculous. Where's the tolerance? It's supposed to be a loving church. Well, you know what? It is because when God teaches you the truth, And this is what he taught me. He brought me to the truth through research, but he also brought me to the truth through that miraculous supernatural confession through that sacrament. And many, many, many more um, supernatural things have happened to me, but I won't get into them on this one. What I'm really trying to get at is I understand people who don't understand people who are living their life according to the Catholic teachings, and are in love with God. Okay, persecution comes with us choosing to live according to the faith. And transformation comes along with that. The more we transform, the more we love God, the more he works in us. And it just kind of is like that snowball rolling down the hill. It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And usually what comes out of that is love and people see the peace in you and you're becoming more Jesus-like, you're becoming more patient and kind and, you know, you're praying for other people and you want them to have this. But then there's some that are looking at you saying, huh, you're a Jesus freak. Oh my gosh, what happened to you? And it could be your spouse. It could be your family members. It could be your peers that you work with. It could be friends, could be all of them, right? So what do you do? You love your way through it. Last night, I received a pretty scathing instant message in Facebook from someone that I've known for, um, you know, almost 20 years, kind of like my little brother. We've worked together. We're friends. You know, I've supported him through a lot of things and he happens to be gay And I got this message last night 
that basically said, I've blocked you, but somebody sent me, you know, Shalom World. Are you kidding me? You're sick. You need help. All of your former friends would commit you into a psych ward for 72 hours. And I was like, I, I can't even explain the feeling that I had. It was like a kick in the stomach. My whole heart stopped. My face dropped. I gasped, right? Like, oh my God, just the, the hate and the vindictive nature in which that message came across was disgusting. And it made me so sad. I didn't feel like I was at all wrong, right? I'm like, wow, what was in that Shalom News? Okay, Trump and defunding Planned Parenthood and a couple other things with um, Facebook and hate speech. And I don't know, what, what was so wrong? Or is it just that I'm working with a Catholic organization in a way that bothered him? Or maybe it's, again, the faith he's shared with me many times. As a matter of fact, after quite a few pops, which is a Midwest term for drinks, he said, do you damn me to hell? He asked me that question. And of course, I wasn't going to have that conversation. I said, oh my gosh, no. As a matter of fact, quite the opposite. I love you to death. I pray for you all the time. I can't imagine having a cross to bear like same-sex attraction when God gives us strict, strict rules on how we are to live our lives sexually. It is between a man and a woman. We are naturally made that way, just like every other animal on the planet, to have reproduction, reproductive sex for the purpose of bearing children. Yeah, that took a long time for me to understand and to accept and to now live. So anyway, I digress. Um, and that means you can have these attractions, but you don't act on them. You can have attractions, unfortunately, maybe you're a sex addict or you're addicted to pornography or you're addicted to masturbation or whatever. You just don't act on them. The thinking or, or th wanting to do the sin is one thing, but committing the sin is a sin. And that's what the truth frees you from. Even though it's counterintuitive to what the devil is teaching you in this culture, the devil wants you to do whatever you want, get, suck up all the pleasures you can have, do all the drugs that you possibly can, make all the money you can, live a selfish, self-centered life, forget everybody else, and it's short, life is short, live it up. I mean, it's, it's a lot more of a, of a change in your life to go against that, especially now. I think the light is getting lighter and the dark is getting darker. And I'm going to read something from the Bible. I don't know, people. I, I feel like we're coming to the last days soon. I feel like I'm probably going to see them in my lifetime. Because technology and just the way that things are now, the divide is vicious and vast. And I'm, I don't know. I think we're in the, we're in the times of battle and we've got to arm ourselves and pray and you know, stay away from the temptations and do our best not to fall. I am not perfect, by the way. I do go to that confessional every week, if not 10 days. I pray for purity of heart so that I don't make this about myself. I make this about God and I glorify him as much as I can. I pray for purity. I'm sorry, humility 
it's not me that's doing this and I need to just give it up to him and trust that he's got this and that's hard you know especially when you've lived your life kind of on your own for 43-ish years and I'm 48 by the way it's not a long time (laughs) and then it's temperance because I most of my sins are sins of pleasure you know and one of them is wine right now that I'm trying to keep under under control because I do enjoy my time with my husband having a couple of drinks not a bottle a couple of drinks right so you should have seen me before it was like two bottles trust me I've come a long way but I fall I don't always do the best so let's go back to persecution I prayed immediately when I got that after I you know just gasped and felt sick to my stomach and I said you know Lord he doesn't know Lord they do not know what they do please forgive them I was trying to be like Jesus on the cross as he's a bloody pulpy just beaten up mess getting hung on the cross done with the scourging dragged that cross up that hill and I can't imagine the pain he was in but he did it all out of love and said Lord father forgive them for they don't they do not know what they do so that was my first prayer and then I said Jesus please let me love him like you and I pray for him and I you know asked for peace I got it probably five minutes later because I was really shook. I mean, I was sh- I was just really shaken up about the whole thing. And then I went upstairs and I started reading my readings for the next day. And then I had an awesome day today. So the Holy Spirit, I mean, I'm, again, with amazing spiritual companions that I've met on the journey. I, I talked to one that I hadn't in a long time. I'm working with one recently. And then I spoke to another one for a couple of hours who was like Mr. Holy and I am on fire. And so I wanted to share, we all have people that don't get it. So we have to ask God to give us that love and to love them. I think that that's why my husband is so supportive because he's truly seen the transformation in me before I even decided to leave my executive career, which I thought was the big moment that he was going to give me the no, right? Like, dude, what are you talking about? You're not going to make that money. You're going to go do this Jesus thing. But he gave me his yes. Why? Because he sees how much more loving and patient and kind I've, I've become through my faith. He says, you're a better person when you live your faith. Living your faith means truly living by all the teachings as best that you can. And so he benefits from it. He gets more love. I'm not snippy. I don't get upset. I'm not, I mean, I, I try not to backseat drive as, as often as I can. Okay, so I want to read a couple of things out of scripture because I think we all need a little bit of inspiration when it comes to this. And this is directly out of the USCCB um, website. So they kind of explain what some of these um Bible scriptures say at the top. So, the dangers of the last days. Oh, by the way, let me tell you, it is 2 Timothy chapter 3. But understand this, there will be terrifying times in the last days. People will be self-centered and lovers of money, proud, haughty, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, irreligious, callous, implacable, slanderous, licentious, brutal, hating what is good, traitors, 
reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, as they make a pretense of religion but deny its power. Reject them. For some of these slip into homes and make captives of women weighed down by sins, led by various desires, always trying to learn but never able to reach a knowledge of the truth. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so they also opposed the truth. People of depraved mind, unqualified in the faith. But they will not make further progress, for their foolishness will be plain to all, as was with those two. So this section is over, and this is all about, you know, the dangers of the last days. So it'll be clear the foolish will be noted for being fools, and the religious and the haughty, not, not the haughty, the faithful, the, the I wanted to say high and mighty, but that's not right. You know, the ones who do believe, there will be a clear distinction, and it'll be known. Then the second section says, Paul's example and teaching starts at verse 10. You have followed my teaching, way of life, purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecutions, and sufferings, such as happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, persecutions that I endured. Yet from all these things the Lord delivered me. In fact, all who want to live religiously in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. But wicked people and charlatans will go from bad to worse, deceivers and deceived. But you remain faithful to what you have learned and believed because you know from whom you learned it, and that from infancy you have known the sacred scriptures which are capable of giving you wisdom for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for refutation, for correction, and for training in righteousness, so that one who belongs to God may be competent, equipped for every good work. So that's why I'm reading scripture. I want you to be inspired because God is telling you this is going to happen. You will be persecuted. But through your faith, through your true commitment to this religion, it'll be useful. This The scripture will be useful for teaching you, for correcting others, for refuting other people's debates, and for training yourself in righteousness so that you will belong to God and be competent and equipped out there. So keep praying, keep learning, keep reading scripture, keep having faith and, and praying for everyone to be converted. And lastly, love, 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 love your way through it. Please ask God to give you the love to give to the people that are persecuting you, especially the ones that are closest to you. If it's your spouse, your children, you know, it's not a guilt thing. Just love them. They'll see it through the way you love them. And that's how it is with my husband. That's how it is with my mom, my family, my brothers. They see the difference in me. And I don't get on my high horse and start preaching to them. I don't have to because they see it. 
Not everyone's converting, but I see major changes in some of them. Let's just say that because of my witness, because of how I behave, how I choose to act, and what I do is just as important. Okay, I know that's a lot, but I just wanted to, <laughs> I just wanted to share persecution comes. I'm actually asking to be joyful about it because I know I'm doing his work. So let's all, again, love those over the moon love. If you can't muster it up or someone you're angry with, you don't have forgiveness for this person or they've been persecuting you forever and you're just wore down, pray to God for the strength to love them. Love your way through it all. Okay. The light is getting lighter and the dark is getting darker. So may you walk in the brightest light of the Lord as you possibly can. Love thy neighbor as thyself. And may the peace of God be with you always. Have a blessed and inspired day.